Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't, but I'm handling it. And one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. Well, everybody, this past weekend here in London, autumn seemed to have officially hit. Leaves started falling and the temperature finally dropped a bit. Now, I personally love the fall, not just for the delicious fall foods, but because with the new season comes change. And today's guest knows a thing or two about changes. Joining us for today's conversation is the fabulous Rhea Safford. Rhea is the founder and CEO of Reorganize, a company which offers full-service organization, design, and space planning for families. Now, Rhea's career as an organizer started shortly after becoming a mom and dealing with all of the joys but busyness that motherhood brings. It was this big life change that prompted Rhea to control life's chaos by organizing her space. Flash forwards today, Rhea has taken that idea and turned it into a full-time career and has worked with celebrity clientele like Jen Atkin, Sierra, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and Paris Hilton. So on today's episode, we'll be diving into Rhea's career and organizing tips and tricks, but she'll also be discussing details of her debut book, The Organized Home for New Parents, Create Routine-Ready Spaces for Your Baby's First Years which is available on October 3rd. Now, for any of you newbie parents or soon-to-be ones out there, this book is genius. It's a guide to creating functional, organized spaces that you can equip your home for life with your baby or toddler. Rhea shares tips for how to ready your home and tidy it up, and I am so thrilled to have her on today to discuss the book with you in more detail. So with that said, let's get into it. You know what to do, turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. Rhea, I am just super, super thrilled to have you on and discuss this new book, The Organized Home for New Parents, and also just your work and your history as a professional organizer working in people's homes. I mean, you have such an incredible history and in, in just starting your business, like pretty much from the ground up yeah. as an organizer. And so I'm thrilled to chat with you about that. But first of all, how are you? Uh, what's been going on on your end? I am good. I feel like I'm not handling it these days. It's a juggle all around. Um, I have three kiddos, eight, six, and four. Um, and then, like you said, just wrote a book and I also run a business. So I am definitely in that banana land phase of life for sure. Yeah. And then plus, I mean, you have the new book coming out. I know you're going, um, on a little book tour. I saw you're doing some, uh, locations. Is it in Texas and then out in LA and in California? Yes. So I live just outside of Dallas. So we're going to be doing Austin, um, two nights in Dallas, orange County, and then, uh, Coral Gables and Miami in Florida. So really covering coast to coast. (laughs) Nice. And some really warm places too, um, especially as we're getting into the fall, which is crazy. This summer really flew by. It doesn't feel like fall yet over here in Texas. I think 
I think it was 84 days straight that we were over a hundred degrees this summer. Yeah. I can't even make that up. Like you truly felt like you were living in the depths of hell and I can't believe we made it out the other side. It was unreal. So anywhere is going to be like just a a fresh little breather for sure. Mm -hmm. California, which is where I'm originally from is always so nice to go, go back and visit and see my family. And I'm so excited for the book tour. I like cannot wait. Definitely. Well, I, yeah, I want to get into the book um, because, you know, I, I think we were, we were just chatting about it beforehand that I really, I thought this book was really interesting. I've had, we've had organizers on the podcast in the past, um, interior designers, people that work with design and recreating and transforming spaces. Right. But I think the angle in which you've gone and, and, you know, creating a, a book for parents, especially new parents who are in very, what I assume is very, very chaotic, you know, a very chaotic year of their life. Um, you know, you created this book before we get into that. And before we get into, you know, all the different things you talk in the book, um, I'd love if you just wouldn't mind introducing just a little bit more about your career. Cause like I said, you really started your organizing career, which is incredibly successful by the way. I mean, you've worked with celebrity clients, you've worked with individuals like Paris Hilton, like your, your resume is impressive. (laughs) Um, yeah. And, and I'm just, I'd love to know, um, just exactly how you sort of decided to take the leap, because I know you were initially, I don't know if you were fully in the corporate world or you were initially leaning towards the corporate world, but then you did that 180. So yeah, I tend to be a pretty, uh, impulsive person. So once I have an idea, I just, I go zero to a hundred so fast. So this would be the year 2014. I was 24. Four at the time, like coming up with this idea. Um, and it really, the whole experience of starting reorganize is exactly why this was the book I chose to write because it was that phase in my life. I had just gotten married. I just had my daughter and I had never prioritized organization in my own life. And I couldn't live that way anymore. You know, I just inherited someone else's stuff. And then Babies are so teeny, but oh my gosh, they come with so much stuff, so much stuff. So I was drowning all around and I had to make some changes to be able to function. Um, One way that I'm super different than most organizers that you might come across is I am a dumpster fire by nature. I have always been like more messy, not dirty, just messy. Like I'm the girl that leaves all the cabinets open, the caps off. Um, So it has helped me in that I think like 85% of our clients do and the people who think there is no hope. So it all started with me creating these systems for myself and then realizing, oh my gosh, if I can figure out something that can help me, this has to be able to help other people because I just felt like I was so far gone at that point in my life. And all of those changes in our home um, and in my attitude and in my mindset and in my habits made such a difference. So I started with helping, well, there was kind of like all this stuff that went on, but we moved from, we were in Houston at the time I was in commercial real estate. So random doing like selling, leasing industrial warehouses. Mm-hmm. So random. Um, <laughs> and I just, after having my daughter and, you know, three month maternity leave, I needed to be something that I felt was so purposeful if I needed to be away from my child because that is not what I anticipated I would be doing. And, you know, I didn't know we'd have kids so young and, 
you know, I needed a job and needed to be able to contribute. So I wanted it to be something purposeful. So we moved to California to be by my family. I pitched this idea to my husband, which LOL, I thought I completely created and made up, but it definitely existed already. And I wanted to help other people organize their homes. I've always been very creative, very good with space, like super good at Tetris. Like this is going to be my jam. Like I can really help people um, and get to be creative while doing it. So it started off, I mean, pretty slow working for family and friends and building my portfolio, building a social media presence. My brothers still laugh at how bad they felt for me. Like I would be talking like I had a million followers and it would just be like my mom and my grandma and my brothers and like, you know, the friends they paid to follow me. It's like, that was it. The moms and the dads, they're the most loyal. Oh my gosh. (laughs) They are just the OG and my grandparents. I mean, always like first likes, they're the best. Mm -hmm. And I started by helping new parents. That is literally how Reorganize started. That is the foundation of my entire company was helping people in the same phase of life that I was currently in at that time. I was in this mommy and me class and I um, spoke during the class that I was in. And then also, um, multiple different sessions after that. And that's where I got my first clients and, you know, me helping somebody with their pantry turned into a pantry and closet turned into, wait, I want my whole house turned into, I need to hire a team if I'm ever going to be home. Mm -hmm. And then began the reorganized journey, which has just been crazy. I can't believe it's been seven and a half years. Yeah. And I, I think, I mean, seven years, it's, that's pre social media of what it is today, where so many people are able to really kind of elevate their careers in, in just getting name reputation, all that out there. So the first few years of operating this business, I know you said a lot of it started just through people, you know, how did you start to manage it as it continued to grow and evolve into, I mean, what it is today? So it was all word of mouth. I would say for the first two years, almost exactly two years to the date. And I love this story. I had just given birth to my third child, my son, Jack. I was still in the hospital bed, 10 hours post birth. And I get a DM from a checkmark person. And this was one, like if someone had a checkmark, like Mm -hmm. it was unbelievable. (laughs) I'd never even seen one of those in real life. I'm like, what is happening? And it was Jen Atkin, who I can't even believe I didn't know who she was at the time. But once you know her, you can't not know her. She's Mm -hmm. the best. I call her my fairy godmother. Um, She started everything. But she reached out and she had seen my work on Instagram. Like I hadn't worked with any of her friends. I wasn't in that, you know, celebrity Hollywood realm at all. And she reached out and was like, hey, I just moved. Like I was wondering if you could come over for a consult and maybe, you know, organize us in our new home. And I'm like, literally mesh panties. I'm like, you got it done. Like I'll be there. I think I wore mesh panties to the consultation. Like I was not going to lose this opportunity. It was my third kid. I'm like, let's go like diaper in the back pocket. We're good to go. And that was when Instagram took this whole new importance in my business. I remember working with her before I actually went into the job my husband wrote down the number of followers that I had at that time. Cause he was like, I know that this is going to change like dramatically. And I, I need to ask him what that number was, but I know that just from doing her project, it was the first thing that went viral, like daily mail posted it. And, you know, I'm like feeding my son in the middle of the night, looking at it, getting all of this traction online and all like, you know, Kim Kardashian commented and Chloe Kardashian commented and all these famous people are commenting on what she posted. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so insane. I can't believe it. 
And that I got 30,000 followers just from that initial project. And we've created such um, an important relationship since then. I've done over a dozen different projects for her within her businesses, her homes, everything. Um, it's been really, really special. And she is the exact type of client that reorganizes about. We're not just here for one moment. We're here for all life's moments. And it was literally the coolest thing that she wrote my forward for the book. It was like this full circle moment. I sent her this blubbering, crying mess of a video asking if she would write my forward. And because she's just the best person ever, she did it. Sorry. I just went on a total rant, but it all just, no, it's hard. I, I loved hearing that because I think, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of times you'll hear people say like, oh, it just really happened by luck or by chance or by coincidence. But like, I don't think that's necessarily the case, right? Because you, right spent years quite literally working very hard at your craft, getting very good at your craft. You had an opportunity and you knocked it out of the park and people wanted to continue to work with you. Your, your clientele grew from it. Um, and then you got this, this following of people that were just really inspired by your work. So I, I think, cause I think it's very easy. And, and sometimes that is the case with the way social media works these days and getting your sort of your business and your, your work out there. Right. It, it can be very sporadic and random, but it's I like you get one viral video now, but even just trying to get that viral video, it is a whole different, it's a whole different ballgame now. Like you can't grow followers on Instagram as a business the way you could when I first, like not first started, but just that two year, three year mark into it. 100%. And I, I say it all the time. And I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up about the hard work that goes into it. Because I am very impulsive. I am, you know, instant gratification. And if somebody told me seven years ago that it would take me seven years to get where I am now, I'd be like, what? That sounds, no, that's so, what? That's so long. That's so far away. That just sounds really difficult. And, you know, I've I've lived to, to tell the story and share that it is so worth it. And it evolves a million different ways. And it has just been the best. But it's very scary to start something and to start a business. And my husband came on to reorganize in 2020. Like this business is our life. Mm -hmm. This is like, this is what like funds our family. This is what puts milk on the table. Um, and that's so important to me. So obviously we care that we're helping our clients that we need to be helping ourselves too. And there's so many, so many different dynamics going on. It's not easy for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Well, and then with reorganize specifically and the work that you're doing, um, how, and when it comes to clientele, how do you typically get paired up with your clients? And then I guess what services do you offer and provide, um, just in general, I guess, amongst your work? Yeah. So I'd still say that word of mouth is the biggest thing, whether it's somebody telling their friend at a dinner or somebody sharing to their audience, um, on social media, um, especially working with different celebrities, we'll get a lot of exposure that way. It almost seems, especially well, kind of with any of our clients, people are just part of these pockets of groups. And it's kind of like once you're in with one person there, whether it's, you know, an, an athlete circle, a celebrity circle, um, just you know, regular people circle, then you're kind of everyone's person kind of like, you know, the next door app or, you know, you know, sharing like Facebook with your neighborhood. It's everybody trusts their people and what they have to say about it. So that is how we get 
the majority of our business. I feel like most things are through Instagram, through Instagram, something they saw on Instagram, saw on social media, or their friend told them about it. And we have, you know, since I first started, when I first started, it was, you know, me doing a space at a time and, you know, selling chunks of hours. And that has changed a million different times. And now we offer full service relocation and luxury organization. And what that means, and the way that I explain our relocation services is I compare it to a wedding planner. You can get engaged, call a wedding planner, and they can be, you know, helpful to you and part of your journey from the moment you're engaged to your wedding day, or they can just be day of. That's a lot how our relocation services work. If you just now found out you're going to be moving, we can come in, help you with your pre-move purge. We're assessing all of your items, getting rid of anything that can go, packing with a purpose, making sense of your belongings, um, coordinating the moving, getting it moved, unpacked to where I like to say that our clients aren't moving in their home and Mm -hmm. moving people is one of my favorite things to do because it is, oh my gosh, one of the most stressful things of all time. And I know that. So I just kept wanting to add to our services, things that really stressed me out. So I knew would help other people. And then our organization obviously is our bread and butter. Um, you know, we we definitely are known for completely transforming a space, um, matching the feel of the organization to the aesthetic of a home and really helping our clients figure out how we can set up routine ready spaces within their home so they can not even think about their house and can just live their lives and do the things they want to be doing. Right. Well, I mean, the work you share online is, is so wonderfully, like I love an aesthetic and I just think the process of organizing the work that you, you know, debut and show online is, is so great. And then the work that you've kind of shown in the advice that you've given in this book, the organized home for new parents, I think is just, again, I told you this at the beginning of the call, I am not a parent, but I know a lot of people having kids right now that I think this book would be perfect for them because I'm sitting over on the sidelines being like a lot's about to happen on your end. And I just think of my life like with no kids at the moment and how cluttered life can be in general. And then adding another little human to a mix, um, you know, it's a lot. So you had mentioned for yourself, if you wouldn't mind sharing. So you were 24 when you first had your first child, you had your first child at 24. Um, and in that time you had mentioned, you know, you're kind of still in the early stages of your career, kind of figuring out where you want to go, the directions you want to go in, in life. And then you're also, you have a growing family. What, were some of the the thoughts and feelings you had during that time? And how did that kind of translate and reflect itself in your home? I think that it was just like this accumulation of moments that finally just, I imploded. And I talk about it in the book about, you know, this very specific moment, middle of the night, blowout diaper, I mean, I'm exhausted. Like I truly had a breakdown to my husband at one point thinking that I literally was never going to sleep again. Like that was an actual fear I had. I'm like, I may never rest again. And when you're just feeling all the feelings, you know, feeling totally responsible for raising this human and you can't even find the diaper or the onesie that you need, it was kind of just this full on breakdown. Like, why can't I find anything I need right now? And that was avoidable. 
And that really made me need to make those changes because I wanted to be there for my daughter. I wanted to be there for my husband. I, I, I take so much pride. It wasn't that I felt like this is all being put on me to do this for my family. Like that's what I wanted to do. I, I take so much pride in being the person that has it all together for everybody. And I didn't, and I needed to. And the fact that I was able to figure out ways for my, for one portion of my life to feel like it made sense. And I also talk about this in the book of this is a phase where you don't have control over most of the things you don't have control over whether your baby is going to be colicky or, you know, have any sort of um, breastfeeding issues or be a good sleeper. But one of the only things you can take control of is your home. It is a tangible thing that you can take steps towards. And I just wanted to help people make sense of that. And it's in a very non-judgmental, non like rushing a timeline and just cheerleading, motivating type of way. Because in those phases, like in that phase of your life, and I feel like in any phase now, there are so many pressures to feel perfect. We're constantly being shown people who have it all together. Mm-hmm. It's like freaking good for you. I do not. I do not pretend that I do. I do not sit on a soapbox on my feet of like, uh, organization is so easy. If you're not living like this, you have a huge problem. Totally the opposite. I show my spaces that get totally crazy if I haven't prioritized them and done anything. You know, once you organize once, it's not magic fairies that keep it going. You have to keep showing up every day. If you start a new diet, you have to keep eating well. You have to keep prioritizing the right foods for your body. It's not like a one and done thing. It's it's all the same, any lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's one of the things I really, honestly, Rhea, I really loved about you and your story is that, you know, you, you call it like it is, you're very, um, you know, you're very open and honest about like the realities of, of life. Right. Because I think I was just joking about this the other day with a friend where I'm like, you know what, it's hard to do what I'm sure many may call just like the little things of like meal prepping and taking out the trash and doing laundry. Your bed. Yes. Yes. Making your bed. If I make my bed, I feel like I'm better than everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the other day I washed fruit with baking soda. Okay. Try and stop me. I was like, I am an ultimate human right now. Like that well, is not <laughs> every day. You see these videos of like, oh, my little like morning routine. I'm like, in what world? And we're just all wired so differently. Mm-hmm. And there is such a correlation between your home and your head. Like I, I mean, my home reflects my mental space. If everything is hundred percent perfect, like, you know, Rhea's feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> feeling good. And I tell my husband, I'm like, if things are getting nuts, like check in on me because mm-hmm. like, there's usually more to it and it's not so black and white. And I just get so frustrated by so many different organization things out there, especially now where it's all about pushing products and getting people to just buy for affiliates and mm-hmm. I'll get things that I see people posting about and they are the worst quality products, the worst, but I'm like all just to get a commission. But it's like, this is like crappy enough that I, uh, I don't even want to take time to return it. So whatever. And I just feel like we're kind of losing the point. And the mm-hmm. point is you can have things beautiful. You do want good quality, but at the end of the day, it's how is this helping you? And right. you can marry all of those things together. Like I do love a good aesthetic, mm-hmm. but it's not always about that. You can no. make it all, all work for you. Yeah. 
Well, no, I, I did. I really love that in the book that you talked about sort of exerting control over, I mean, there's things you can and can't exert control over, right? And you said like taking ownership of the space that you're in, that's like one little thing you can do. Um, and you said that about making your bed. I mean, I grew up in a, my dad was in the military, military thing that we learned is you make your bed in the morning. Cause it's the one thing you could do in the day. That's like, I did this correct done. Yes. No. And I just saw, I'm sure it was a TikTok. That's like, where I learned everything <laughs> now, but it was, it was about how like the first thing you do when you wake up sets the tone for your whole day, as far as like the way you're using your energy. Like if you get up and just immediately start scrolling TikTok, like you're setting yourself up in a, I mean, probably much less useful type of way where I notice like the days that I have the energy and motivation to really keep going are the days that I get up and I go and switch the laundry right away. And I, I do all these things before I even grab my coffee. Like my coffee is like my little reward for, you know, tackling things, you know, the mornings that I do make it happen and wake up when I want to wake up, but it's not every day. And I just, it's just too stressful to try to be all the things all the time. Oh, for sure. And whenever I do like the littlest of thing, the, the meme or the, whatever you want to call it, TikTok reel that has become like the through line of my everyday is the, it's the Reba, um, Reba McIntyre survivor clip that plays. The I don't know mom. if you've seen this thing. I know exactly what you're talking about. And the one where it's like, am I better than everyone? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's me. That's me when I do like nothing. Like, like if yeah. I put it like, I'm really bad at putting things in the dishwasher. Like my husband is the dishes guy. I am so bad. I'm very good at unloading things. Yes. Like that. I'm like, I love doing that. He hates putting things away. I like putting things away. I love putting silverware away. Great. Mm -hmm. For some reason, like taking the cup 12 inches, I'm like, I can't, I just, I'm going to put it right here. Like I just don't work that way. So if I'm ever putting things in a dishwasher, like I am at peak performance. Mm -hmm. I am on another level. (laughs) I love it. So I guess, you know, I heard you just say it too, with just, it doesn't always work out every day, right? Finding time. So what is your sort of go-to method. I'm sure everybody's different when it comes to organizing, keeping their space tidy. What is your go-to method during the week? Is there a certain day of the week that you devote to keeping things organized, tidy? Like how, what is your process? Share any secrets you want. (laughs) So I feel, well, I guess everyone is different for one. The way that it works best for me is to continue to do a little bit every day. It doesn't work for me to save a day for laundry, but some people like they really can stick to a schedule of, okay, like, you know, towels on Tuesday and, you know, washing this on Wednesday and doing this and this kid on Thursday. And that works really great for them. For me, my laundry room is the clearest when I'm doing a little load every day. Mm -hmm. Like that is something that has been a major game changer. Um, a nightly kitchen reset And again, this is when like, I make it a point to do these things. I'm not going to pretend that I can do these every single day, but it's what I'm working towards. Um, That makes a huge difference. Like me coming out to our kitchen and family room space is a dream when everything is put away. And it's so much easier to do anything, dishes, laundry, picking up when you're just tackling a little bit every day, because it's not piling up. And that has made the biggest difference for me. And even little differences of, um, a special, I mean, it's not even just for parents, for anybody like socks, were getting crazy. 
And my kids, like they always wanted these, like, you know, tie dye socks and rainbow and red. And when I just started getting them all white socks, oh my gosh, it's like, it didn't matter if this sock (laughs) went to this. It was like, they all go with each other. This is a dream. What a life hack. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, that has made the world of difference and just setting up spaces to where, you know, my pantry, I can just take a picture and know what I need to restock on those types of things make my life move a lot easier, but I think just a little bit each day and not setting yourself up to fail. Like I always think about the bridesmaid, um, clip when she's like, you're setting me up to fail. Like nobody can do anything in two seconds. He's like, <laughs> that's how I feel when people, so, yes, I know the scene take on a project. Um, and they don't set aside the appropriate amount of time. And I talk about that in the book, how before anything, it's all about the mindset. And then it's about setting yourself up with the appropriate amount of time or else literally it's the worst feeling. You have like a whole pantry out all over your kitchen. You don't have time to put it away. It's being put back in worse shape than it was before. And then you just do that process all over again. Mm -hmm. So one thing that you can do, anyone can do to just start, you just want to build momentum, picking a small space just to give yourself that like, okay, yes, the victory, you know, pick your junk drawer, which we call an essentials drawer. We don't call it a junk drawer or else what do you want to put in it? Junk. I'm like, if we're calling it this, Kate, we call it a trash can because we put trash in it. So even just changing what we call things, major, major mindset shift, but taking on a project like that, that you can start and complete and really go through all the steps of an organization project and understand them is helpful. And it gives you that little win to want to keep going, but any task you're taking on, whatever you start, you just want to finish it. So say you want to go through your closet. You're like, okay, I need to go through my closet, but I literally have no time. The first thing normally I suggest is empty the space. That's not always realistic. And I know that. And so there have to be other ways that you can tackle something like your closet. So gather all of your t-shirts, just assess one category and work your way through all of your categories. And guess what? You've gone through, sorted and categorized, purged what's going, and it's already starting to lend itself mm-hmm. to a more organized functional space. It doesn't all have to be done at once, but you do want to finish the little specific tasks that you start. Makes a huge difference. That was yeah. the longest answer to your question. No, no. Perfect. A perfect answer because I I think that just goes for goal setting in general, right? Like be realistic with yourself. Like don't, yes. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Um, don't maybe don't start with the huge messy closet. You haven't, you know, cleaned out in the longest time. Maybe start, like you said, with the essentials drawer, or something small and work your way up, set aside the time um, and stick to it. I mean, that's sort of things that I, I easily fall victim to, I think is like being realistic about what I'm going to achieve when I'm cleaning. Um, And then I also try and like, once I've made up my mind, like, okay, yes, this is, this is what it's looking like. This is what we're going to get done today. I like stick to it and just follow through. Um, It feels so good. I bet. It does. It does. No, I, especially because the past like few years have been really crazy because I had been living over in the UK for grad school. And then I was traveling back to the States. It really felt like I was truly living out of a suitcase (laughs) was life. And it felt kind of 
not cluttered because like what clutter, like I'm literally all my belongings are in, but it just felt like I had a foot in kind of, yeah, both worlds. You're not grounded anywhere. You're just kind of a nomad. Yeah. And I think when it's like, oh, like, where's like the black top I want to wear? Oh, it's not in this country. It it was like stuff like that. So I think when it came to, um, because I just moved over to the UK, like very much full time. Now I'm living over here, which is wild. Never been. Oh my, well, you gotta come girl. Like I'm here. I'll give you a full tour. Okay. I'm actually going to take up on that because I want to do that so badly. 100%. 100%. I, I got the itineraries, any itinerary you need. <laughs> okay. Um, amazing. <laughs> but yeah. So like it basically when it came to moving over here, I just, I really had to be realistic about what am I organizing? What am I keeping? And that's one thing, one of the big points I want to touch on because in the book, um, you talk about, there's a lot of things, um, obviously catered to new parents, but the one thing that I think is really universal for everyone is the concept of purging your mm-hmm. clothes, your belongings, yeah. any sort of clutter you have in the home. What advice do you have for handling the situation of parting ways with things you loved or things you just don't need? Yes. Everybody definitely has a different purging personality. Um, I always say that our clients have a tell, like, you know, we're going through and it's usually a slow start and they're not sure, maybe a little bit more hesitant on things, but then you start to notice there's like a pause or a sigh before certain things to where when you really know you love something, it's pretty easy to have a very quick response to it. If you notice yourself unsure going back and forth, that's your tell. That's that's your, your brain telling you like, yeah, we don't, we don't want that. We don't need that. If you don't like it, love it, use it, want it. It's got to go. It does not matter how much it costs. It's not creating any value for you hanging in your closet. So if you want to see money from it, you can sell it. You know, some people like I know myself, I don't have the patience to be taking these photos on a white backdrop and posting up a description. Like I just, it's just, okay, fine. That's a loss, I guess, but I don't really see it as a loss. Cause I feel like I'm gaining sanity when I am clearing anything that I don't need or want. Mm-hmm. And I feel, especially for this book, we address the maternity phase, you know, your body changes so much. Mm -hmm. So that is definitely my one area to where I'm way more lenient with clients of like, I totally understand this of like, okay, we do want a couple of different sizes and we want to make, you know, sure that you're comfortable no matter how your body's changing. Um, But I feel like so many times as, you know, new moms were holding on to things because we're like, I'm going to get back into those specific pants, or I'm going to get back into this dress. And more than likely there's going to be new things that come out that you'd want at that time. If you're feeling a certain, you know, positive way about your body. So just really being intentional about what you're keeping. And, you know, I, I really, really talk about the concept of reintroducing yourself to your inventory. I feel like so many people, they have the closets where they're like, I have no idea what's in there or, you know, the box on the upper shelf. And they're like, yeah, couldn't, I I have no clue. I obviously don't need it. I don't even know what's in there. Everybody has those areas in their homes or in their storage spaces. And it is amazing the types of decisions you can make when you are reintroducing yourself to the things you have. 
one, you're finding things of like, oh, that's so funny. I keep buying this every month because I have seven of them. So I'm good on this product or, you know, finding things that you didn't even realize you had, but you know, you don't need and just getting rid of those things makes such a difference. And from there, changing your mindset to, okay, I'm really going to purchase with a purpose. Do I need this? Even with like clothes, Mm -hmm. I'm the type where if I see something cute, like I used to want it and I'm trying to be way more intentional of like, okay, what don't I have? I don't have a denim jacket. That is a very specific thing that I know I'm getting because that will last me for life. And I'm on the hunt for a denim jacket. I don't just need to get something because it's cute and would fit me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. No, I, I, I feel like I can 100% relate. Cause I've been trying to do the same again. Like when you're tra- like, I, I've been traveling so much and going back and forth, like to visit, like, I already know, like come holidays, it's like, don't like people, like I can't take gifts because I can't be taking gifts, you know, across the Atlantic yeah. with me. So I've really honed in on more, like, what do I need? Yeah. And I think when you hone in on what do you actually need, it's like, oh, not, not a lot. <laughs> so- I know your list is like pretty lame. <laughs> You're like, okay. Like, okay, what do I actually, I know. And there really is not very much that we need. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes a need might be something that, you know, it's just going to make you so stinking happy and like, you know, it'll totally brighten up your day and like treat yourself for sure. But you don't want to be adding to chaos. Like if you feel like you're just, you know, collecting things and you're not able to make sense of them, then it's time to, to reevaluate that for Mm -hmm. sure. But purging is so necessary. And you know, the, the seasonal changes is such a natural time to really reassess. While I think purging should be happening all the time, like after you do laundry, you're folding a shirt that you're like, this thing is too small. I, or you try something on and it doesn't work immediately put it into a bin, a donation bin immediately. You're not thinking about it. Do not cross go. It's done. You've already made that decision. It's cleaned. You can fold it. You can give it to a friend, whatever. But then when you have these seasonal changes, especially places where there's really extreme weather, you might have to be adjusting your closet so that your winter items are more accessible and your summer items are put away. So while you're doing that, before you're putting your summer items back up on the top shelf, okay, were there any bathing suits I didn't wear? (laughs) You know, I only grabbed these two. I swear I wear like the same bathing suit. So realizing like, okay, I have six bathing suits I've never even touched or I grabbed and never liked on, just get rid of them. And if you give yourself this guilt-free pass to just get rid of the things you want to get rid of, it will make you feel so much better. Yeah. So agreed. So agreed. And I mean, and I could keep going on about this book, but you know, I don't want to give away too much and I'm going to obviously be sharing, um, all the information on how people can get it, but I just, some of the other things you talk about in it, I mean, obviously how to organize spaces when it comes to the big baby rooms themselves. Another thing I really like enjoyed for myself is (laughs) baby gifts, like what to like, how to, you told it from the perspective of like how to plan for baby gifts. But then I started thinking about it because I had mentioned to you, you know, earlier when we were chatting, I know a lot of people right now that are having kids, like quite literally last week, just bought three separate gifts for three separate oh families, Amazing kids, which is so exciting. And like, it's such an incredible time. And I think it's, it's really easy. I'm the type of person, like I see baby clothes. Oh my gosh. I like need to get every little baby, like piece of article of clothing out there. Cause it's just yeah. adorable. Um, 
and I think the one thing that is also really hard too, like I was, um, you know, looking at, uh, the, the toys, the chairs, the different things that take up space yes. in a home. And for one friend in particular, you know, she lives more in, uh, like an apartment flat style. So her home, you know, space is an issue. And so I started thinking about it in that way and how to, you know, you talked about how parents can sort of plan for the gifts, but I started thinking, you know, how can I think about a person's home and like what gift makes sense rather than just like, Oh, (laughs) yeah. Well, yeah. Cause it, it does, it piles up and it's hard to plan for things. Um, and then just, I think the advice you give as well. Um, I mean, speaking of handling it, the advice on just how to handle this really big chapter of life of having a child and, and taking care of yourself, the child and the space in which you live in. I mean, it all falls under, under like one huge umbrella, but it's such an important one. And I'd love to know just for any, um, you know, any parents out there, anybody about to embark, or maybe somebody who's like deep in the trenches right now, like got a lot on their plate trying to figure, I mean, quite literally like a lot of shit, literal shit. Yes. And then just Everything. the, the oh like figure that it doesn't is. end. My four-year-old <laughs> literally walked in while I was showering yesterday with poop on her finger, a four-year-old, she's six, my six-year-old, <laughs> I think she's four. Time is moving too fast. Uh, yeah, it, that doesn't go away for a really long time. I'm still waiting for the day on that one. Yeah. So the literal and the figurative, you know, clutter and and mess of life, um, what advice do you have for them on just navigating through it? And I mean, feel free to share something that you, you know, divulge in the book or just things you've learned even just through your own work, uh, working with different parents. I feel like this book is a compilation of all of that. It is literally my experience. And we've worked with over 1500 families, 1500 families. Like that is so mind blowing. And this is such a crazy time. And I think the part that I realized and the publishers realized was this book doesn't exist. These answers aren't anywhere for people. There are so many things on what to feed your baby, how to get sleep and even, you know, mental health and, you know, taking care of mom, but taking care of your space during that time that just wasn't there. And I'm so, so, so happy that answers and solutions exist for people in a real and tangible way. And it really guides them step-by-step. That was just so important to me. Like I, I truly get goosebumps and emotional at how helpful and informative this book is. And there are even things that you, like, you know, I talked about how we talk about organizing mindset and, you know, organizing your time. Like there are things where we're not talking about organizing literal things, you know, things um, Connor and I wish that we had done was organizing our responsibilities. You know, we touch on that of like, Hey, have you had those conversations about, you know, the decisions that you need to be making or, you know, how you want to be co-sleeping or what, you know, duties and responsibilities you guys both want. And I just love that we were able to touch on that. And at the end of the day, the number one thing that I say in this book and that I would say to anybody right now is whatever you're doing is enough, period. It is not, this book doesn't exist because you are lacking. This book doesn't exist because you need to get your ish together. This book exists 
to help you make the most out of your situation if and when you're ready. And that's that was the most important thing to me. That's what I wish would have existed back when I was in this phase. You know, somebody to tell me, hey, this would be really awesome for you to do. And hey, here's something else you can do whenever you want to do it. But it's super not priority. Like I even talk about how you don't have to have artwork up in your nursery for your baby to be born and thrive. <laughs> you can wait on childproofing a cabinet because your baby's a blob for months. So don't be so stressed out by all the things that eventually have to happen. So this hopefully breaks it down into bite-sized pieces that makes it seem a little less daunting for a little bit. If I even give a sliver of sanity back to parents, I'm winning better than ever. (laughs) But that's the thing I think what makes your work really special and just the platform you've really, um, you know, created is that you, you keep it real. I mean, case in point, like you keep it real. You're very honest. You're very open. Um, this book, you know, just all the different things you talk about your own personal experiences, but the advice you give, like you said, it's not rules that you have to follow this in order to have the perfect home or the perfect, you know, first year with your newborn or whatever it may be. You offer solutions you offer advice and it's just options, right? Options. People can choose, you know, to try and follow through and they might, you know, find really successful ways of organizing their home. They might, you know, the the different advice that you give, I think is just, it's, it's really wonderful in that where, where you said, you're not looking to finger point and being like, what you're doing is wrong. It's just like, this is something that you can choose to use when you want in your own time. And we're getting finger pointed from every single direction, every single day of our lives for every single thing we're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, who am I to be one more person doing that? Like, I want people to feel like we're pouring a cup of coffee, we're pouring a glass of wine and we are tackling this together. That is the goal. And I hope that's how it, like, I hope that's what came across when you read it. Of just like, we got this, you got this. Everyone just needs like a friend to hold their hand. Sometimes I do my best work when I have somebody with me. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I, I think, you know, real, one of the reasons why I was genuinely just so excited and just like on board to have you on is when, you know, your information came across my table and I, you know, looked into this book and what it was about and your story and what you're all about. Um, you know, I had told you that the past year of my life, while I don't have children, um, that's uh, not in that stage of my life is what it is quite yet. I really, after doing a film on motherhood and really surrounding myself in the conversation that moms are having um, silently a lot of the times, right? Internally, a lot of the times, it it just made me, you know, really just, I have been trying to open up my own mind into conversations that aren't, cause that's what I sought out to do with my, my film, my documentary that I made is just conversations that aren't talked about. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think that I, I had read like an, uh, an older interview that you had did talking about being a mom, mom entrepreneur and how, <laughs> you know, it, it didn't really go as planned initially. And you really just had to, you know, kind of figure out how to navigate and you have this one idea of what it's supposed to look like. And then it's its whole thing when you're embarking on it yourself. So I think the the conversations that you open up in this book, uh, 
about raising a family and raising children and being a mom um, and just the the platform you have and everything you've done as a mother yourself, I think it's just been really, you know, inspiring. And I just, well, all you continue to do, it's going to be amazing. It's like so nice. I'm like, I can't even take all these compliments. You're like so sweet. Thank you. That's really, really nice. Of course. Of course. Yeah. No, I just, I think it's, that's the one thing it I've been trying to just open my mind to like, what, what conversations, even though I might not be a part of that like again parenting like i don't have a child to talk about parenting but i want to know what my friends who are parents are going through right just because we can't yeah. relate a hundred percent on some things like i'm still here to offer up advice and support and i think um yeah just the work you're doing i i could only imagine the work you're doing for parents i mean it's it's for sure having an impact i think the clientele you've built up so for people that want to get involved and learn more about your work, uh, you know, you have the new book coming out, you're going uh, on tour for it, um, uh, but then just re- reorganize. Uh, how can people get involved? How can people look into, you know, maybe getting in contact with your team in regards to yeah. working with you? And um, just, yeah, we're going to have to open a UK branch. Um, yes. So Instagram and our website are definitely always going to be the number one ways. Um, Instagram has a link that links out to our website, um, you know, to our blog, to booking, explaining more about our services. Um, one really, really cool thing that we included in the back of this book is a QR code. And the QR code is something that we can continue to ever change, but I did it with the purpose of being able to update my, um, my go-to resources and lists based on the book. So as you would have noticed in certain pages, I give my product suggestions, but I'm not giving brand names and specific products. I'm giving the type of products like, okay, a clear bin, a stackable bin, a slim hanger to where um, using this QR code and going, you can find my list of slimline hangers that I suggest to that are actually shoppable. Cause that's the one piece that I wanted to be sure we also made accessible to people because at the end of the day, people are like, okay, great. You know, I have the formula, I have the steps. Now, what the heck do I get? And how do I know that it's any good? Cause I don't want to waste time on getting bad quality things. So I'm really excited to be able to offer that as well. You can constantly see different inspo, um, a look into my crazy life with my family on Instagram at reorganize. I am slowly, but surely building up my TikTok presence at reorganize as well. <laughs> and I'm sure just whatever random apps and platforms get created, I will make accounts on those too. <laughs> Always search me. <laughs> I know there's so much out there these days. It's honestly hard to keep track. I'm like but... threads, broadcast channel. I have a YouTube. So yeah, you can find me on YouTube. There's one YouTube. It's like 150,000 views. We did James Charles's house, but yeah. So I do have a YouTube channel, but you will not find content there. It's yeah. too much. It's too it's much. It's a lot to keep it's... up with. <laughs> It's, and I do my social media, which mm-hmm. is like, what am I like? It's, it's a full-time job, but yeah, no, but you are 100% like just such, uh, an amazing 
like I said, just an amazing entrepreneur to grow this business from the ground up. The work you share on social media. I mean, I encourage everybody to follow along with all the socials you just mentioned, wherever they can find you. <laughs> um, but no, I just I think keep it up because you've you've really found a niche. And I think the the new conversations you're elevating for for mothers and for parents is is really uh beneficial. Um, so I always love to conclude by asking Rhea, with this being handling it, is there a piece of advice. I know you said you weren't handling life while like at the start. I opened with that. I'm like, yeah, first of all, not handling it. But oh gosh. No, but I, I think that's, that's the whole thing is like, it's, you know, you go about life your own way and you handle it in your own way. Um, and even when you're not really handling it, you're still handling it, I think is the one like misconception I want to make clear. Cause you're just, you, it's just about getting through the day. For sure. What is your advice? What's your go-to, you know, lesson that you've learned that's really helped you handle your own life at times? I think focus on the wins and not the failures. Like I think at the end of each day, like I feel like that sounds so broad, but at the end of each day, um, our family, when we're eating at the table, we do this thing called roses and thorns, which I guess the thorns is focusing on a negative, but it's usually something funny, but roses is like the best part of their day. Thorns might be something that was kind of a bummer, but it is nice to say something that bummed us out and talk about it and then move on from it. And it's so fun to, you know, talk about all of our little wins each day. Cause they're really, your wins will always outweigh anything you feel like went wrong or anything you feel like you didn't do or any ball you think you dropped. And I think it's all about your mindset and just being able to remind yourself like just before bed of like, okay, I had some wins today. Like, even for me, it's like, you know, I may have missed a deadline. I may have, you know, messed up a proposal. I may have not gotten a a campaign out in time, but my kids all had lunch in their backpack and they made it to school or, you know, I, I washed my fruit with baking soda. I mean, as Reba would say, you're a survivor. I love Reba, by the way, that show, that was everything. (laughs) Oh, and an icon. And I love that that like has become such a meme when it's, I think the first time I saw it, it was like me when I'm watering the plants, but yes, me when I'm watering the plants because taking time out of my day to get stuff done and it's the little, it's the little wins. You are so right. So (laughs) this was so wonderful. uh, Thank you so much for coming on. Oh my goodness. Such a wonderful time chatting with you. (laughs) You as well. And I seriously will let you know whenever I can go across the pond. Well, that's a wrap on today's episode. Rhea was an absolute joy to speak with. I love her approach to transforming and organizing spaces. And for any of you who may be new parents or know someone who has just welcomed a baby, this is the perfect book to gift. If you'd like to follow along with Rhea's journey and see all of her work through Reorganize, her social media handles are all in the episode description, along with a link to check out the book. Thank you to Rhea so much for coming on and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. I will see you in two weeks with a brand new episode, but until then, 
keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.